Hurry home, children. Now, sit down, cross your legs, close your eyes, join your hands and chant with me. Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Dhat Narayan Vasudeva Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Dhat Narayan Vasudeva Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Dhat Narayan Vasudeva He Dhat Narayan Vasudeva He Dhat Narayan Vasudeva Now quickly tell me, which book are we studying right now? We are studying the Shreemad Bhagwat Mahapuran. Shreemad Bhagwat Mahapuran. Shreemad Bhagwat Mahapuran. And we are currently in the ninth book. Like this book is divided into 12 parts. And we have completed eight and we have reached the ninth. Congratulations! And in this, we are going to talk about the Surya Vaj and the Chandra Vaj. What are we going to talk about? Surya Vaj and Chandra Vaj. Surya Vaj and Chandra Vaj. Ramji is from Surya Vaj. And we are going to talk about his Great, 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 greatest, 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 greatest grandparents. Yes. Do you know who was his greatest, greatest, the first greatest grandparent? You all know. Who were the first people on earth? Manu and Shatarupa. Yes, again. Manu and Shatarupa. Manu and Shatarupa. Exactly. And Manu had many children out of which one was Ikshwaku. Raja Ikshwaku. Yes, and Raja Ikshwaku had hundred children. Oh my God, hundred children. So many children in the house. Can you imagine what will happen if there would be hundred children in the house? But Raja Ikshwaku had a huge massive palace. So he had, it was okay to have hundred children in the house. Out of which Vikukshi was the eldest. He was a very, very nice child. And one day Raja Ikshwaku decided to have a great, huge, massive prayer. And they gathered people, they gathered all the things that were needed and they sat down while they were starting the prayer. How do we do the prayer? While they were starting the prayer, suddenly Guru Vashisht came and said, Listen, we need some offering. For the Yagda. Okay, said Raja Ikshwaku. He said, Vikukshi, go and get offering for the Yagda. Till I pray kindly, go to the forest and get a lot of offering for the Yagda and be fast. Don't be late because we need it urgently. And he was an obedient son. He said, yes, father, don't worry. You focus on the prayers and I'll be God and I'll come back with the speed of light. Oh, he was so, so smart. He rode his 
horse as fast as he could. He went into the dances of juggle and he started looking for the offering. He got lots and lots of offerings. But while he was coming back, it became very dark. And because of which, he could not go ahead. Hence, he had to stop. And because he had to stay there for that night, he got very hungry and he had nothing else to eat. So he took a little bite from the offering which was meant for the yagna. He just took a little teeny weeny bite, but he did not take too much, but he took a little teeny weeny bite. And in the morning, he rode back to the yagna. When he reached the yagna shala, he gave all the offering to Guru Vashisht and his father. And when Guru Vashisht looked at the offering, he could have smelled and he had that magical tinge and he said, Oh my God, what have you done? You ate the offering before offering it to the gods. How could you do such a thing? What kind of a prince are you when you could not control your own hunger? Oh my God, that was a big blunder. We are never supposed to eat before God eats, right? If you are offering something to God, are we supposed to put it into our mouth first? No, that is not at all allowed. And so Raja Ikshwaku said, You will be banished into the jungle. You have to go and correct your error. This is your punishment, my son. Leave this very minute. <gasps> Such a big punishment for just eating out of the plate of God? Before offering it to God? Yes, children, this is something we have to remember. And his father punished him, but he never said anything. He said, Tathastu, father, if you want me to go to the jungle, I will. I will correct my error. I accept my mistake. And with this, he left to the jungle. He left to the jungle. He sat down with his eyes closed and legs crossed and he chanted the name of the Lord a billion gazillion times till he had more self-control and he would be able to control his hunger and he would never eat anything before offering to God. And he continued his prayer for years and years and years and years. Over there, Raja was sitting with Guru Vashisht and Guru Vashisht started narrating to him about the glories of God. He started telling him about the secrets of the universe. And when the Raja Ikshvaku heard the secrets of the universe, he said, Now I want to go to Vekundham. I have had enough of this world. I want to go and pray to Lord. I want to sit at the feet of Lord. And saying this, he left. When this king left, there was no other king in the kingdom. And the kingdom needs a king, right children? Is it possible to have a big huge kingdom without anybody to protect it? So Raja Vashisht thought about the prince. Yes, the same prince, Vikukshi, and he called him, he summoned him. And Vikukshi came back. At this time, that prince was glowing. He was glowing because of his tapasya. He was glowing because he had self-control. He was glowing because he was willing to learn from his mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Who doesn't? But the person who accepts his mistakes and corrects them is the greatest. And so, this prince became the king. He ruled over the entire earth and he was a very, very just king. 
He was so strong and he was so pious and everybody in his kingdom was happy. My dear children, he is one of the great, 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 great grandfathers of Raja Ram. Yes, our Sri Ram. Now, Raja Vikukshi had a son. His son was Puranjaya. What was the name? Puranjaya. Puranjaya was very strong. Just like we go from our home to the garden, these kings of Suryavaj could go to the heavens and come back. Yes, with a blink of an eye, they would go to Abravati. They would have dinner with Indradev and come back. It is unbelievable, right? Right now, if I tell you this, you'll say, come on, auntie, how is it possible? It is possible. They would go up to the heavens, meet Indra, meet Agnidev, meet Vayudev. And sometimes in their palaces, they would invite the gods. They would say, come, come, Indradev. Why don't you have dinner with us today? Come, come, Indradev. We will pray together today. Come, come, Agnidev. Why don't you come? So all the gods and the humans were friends. Yes, from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth was easy to go and come back like we go to the park and come back. Wow! So one day, Indradev had a very, very big problem. He came running down to earth. He went to Puranjaya and said, Listen, Puranjaya, there is a big problem. The demons are attacking and I am not as powerful as you are. I desperately need your help. You have to come and fight the battle with us. You have to save the devtas against the demons. Will you come, Purajaya? Purajaya said, absolutely. What are friends for? I will come and help you. But? Idra said, but what? But I have a condition. And the condition is, Idradev, you will become my vehicle. Huh? What, me? I'm going to become your Vahad? What, Puranjaya? Why are you saying this? Yes, I will go and fight at only one condition, with only one condition, on only one condition, if you become my vehicle, you become my Vahad. Indradev said, is it necessary? He said, yes, for a strong war- warrior, a strong vehicle, a strong Vahad is needed. And there is nobody who is stronger than you, Indradev. I will ride you and destroy the demons and get Abravati back for you and protect Abravati for you. Are you ready? Indradev had no choice. So Indradev transformed himself into a huge magical bull. Whoa, he was huge, he was magical, he was strong. And Purajaya rode over the bull and together they went up into the sky, up to the heavens and there started the fierce battle between the demons and the gods and the humans. The king was Purajaya. Who was he? The great, 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 great grandfather of Sri Ram. We should not forget it. It's very important. And they fought and fought and fought. And after all, Purajaya was victorious. He came down and again Indra changed back into his own original form from the bull. Now Indra asked, why did you make me your Vahan? Why did you make me your vehicle? Could you not fight alone without me? Or I could have been a friend. I could have fought with you just like Indra. He said, no. Puranjaya said, no. Do you know children, what is the meaning of Indra? We have told you many times, 
Indra is our Indriyas. What are our Indriyas? Our senses. What are our senses? Like the sense of smell, the sense of touch, the sense of eyes, the sense of ears. Various senses, right? Because he said, I'm going to ride you, it meant that you are going to be in my control. If our senses are in our control, can't we do anything in life? Or if we get tempted here, tempted there, our eye is wandering here and there. Can you study properly if your eye is wandering here and there? Or can you just, you know, want to eat chocolates and you don't eat healthy food? Is it good for you? No, right? So if your senses are in your control, you'll be strong, right? So this is saying that Indra will be in my control. That is Indra, my Indriya, my senses will be in my control. And I'm going to use them to make myself powerful and not weak, right? And if I am strong, I'm going to see good things, I'm going to hear good things, I'm going to smell good things, I'm going to eat good things. Moreover, I'm going to use my senses to help myself become good. Instead of being tempted to watch TV, I'm going to study. Instead of eating chocolates, I'm going to eat apples. Instead of listening to loud, rough music, I will listen to bhajans. Instead of going to the movie halls, I will go to the temple. Wow, when you can control your senses, you can achieve anything. You can become like Vivek Anand, who could read the entire encyclopedia in one second. Yes, not one second, maybe a little longer, but he could finish it and he could remember it in his mind. And if somebody asked him, where is that word? He could tell exactly where all the words were. Why? Because his senses were in his Control. So over here, Puranja said, Indra, you will become my Vahan. Indirectly, it means I will control my Indriyas. And they had a good battle. And Indra said, done. And then Indra went back to Amravati. And hereforth, henceforth, Puranja was also known as Indravaha. That means the king whose vehicle was Indra. So now how many stories have we told you so far? One is about Ikshvaku. Second is about Vikukshi. And the third is about Puranjaya or Indravaha. Now there is another fourth story. Yes, today is a story marathon. A lot of short stories and you have to tell the moral of each and every story. Don't forget, okay? Down the line, like there was one more king whose name was Kuvalyashwa. Pronounce Kuvalyashwa. Kuvalyashwa. And he was very, very strong. He had how many sons? Guess, 21,000 sons. Oh my God. We thought 100 was a big number. Now this is 21,000 sons. He had 21,000 sons. And for him also, it was very easy to go to heaven and come back. What is heaven? Swarglok. Who lives over there? Indradev. What is the capital of heaven? Amaravati, Amaravati. So he could also easily go to heaven and come back again. What always happens? The demons attacked the devas and the devas were not strong enough. So what did they do? Indradev came running down and he said, please, 
There is this big demon called Dundu. He is attacking us. Help us from Dundu. It's a funny name, but he was a strong demon. Okay, children. Dundu. He don't go by the name. He was huge and strong. Alone, he could gobble down all the gods. His feet was big, were big, and his eyes were huge. He had horns and teeth that could bite through. So Dundu was a funny name, but he was strong and fierce and scary. Now, don't get scared. You know what happened? Indradev came down running. He said, please help me. Please help me, dear king. Come to heaven and fight for me. Again, this dear king, along with his 21,000 sons, by the blessings of his guru, fought a battle. The battle went on for years and years and years and years. And finally, Dundu was destroyed. He was he was actually crushed and destroyed by this king. And the king was known henceforth as Dundubara. Bara means kill. Dundu means a demon. So the king was known as the one who killed the demon. This was Dundubara. If we go on children, all through Ramji's lineage, lineage means all his ancestors were one stronger than the other. Everybody was righteous. Everybody was strong. One better than the other. One stronger than the other. And if everybody who is our great-grandfather, greatest-grandfather, greater-greater-greatest-grandfather controls themselves and everybody tries to become better than the other, what happens? Ram comes to our family. Yes, children. So that is why today, if I am good, I am kind, I am loving, now the generation... Somebody like Ram will be born. We are responsible. If I am good today, tomorrow Ram will come and become my family member also. Can you believe it? Yes, you can make it possible. Just like Ikshwaku, just like Bekukshi, just like Puranjaya, and just like Kuval Yashwa. Kuvala Yashwa. Right? It's a difficult name, but don't worry. Don't worry about the name. Remember the moral, okay, children? Now, how many kings have we talked about so far? We have talked about Ikshwaku. We have talked about Vikokshi. We have talked about Puranjaya. We have talked about Dundubara. And now, you have to remember them. And for each king, you have to tell me the moral of the story, okay? Not one moral. So, how many? Ikshwaku, Vikukshi, then Indravaha and Dundubara. Four kings. And do you know children, the story is unending, unending, totally unending. Now we will go on to one more story. Now this story is a little longer. The other stories were shorter, right? This story is a little longer and you have to be very careful. Now. Keep your ears open and listen carefully. There was a king called Mandata. Mandata. What? Mandata. Okay. And this king was very, very strong. He had three very strong sons. Again, he was one of the great, 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 great ancestors, dadus or grandfather of Sri Ram. Because we are talking about Surya Vaj. What are we talking about? The Solar Dynasty. 
Surya Vaj. Don't forget that. Right now, we will be doing stories from the Solar Dynasty. And you have to remember all the stories because they are important. So over here, Bandata was a very strong king. He had three sons and 50 daughters. The daughters were very nice. The sons were also very nice. The sons and the daughters were both very strong, very good at war, very nice to everybody and very humble also. Slowly, they started growing up. The once little children who were just 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 or 10, like you, became 15 years old, 20 years old and they started growing and growing and growing. They became young people. And then came the time for marriage. Yes, to get them married. So the king was thinking, I have 50 daughters. They are so nice, so beautiful, so kind, so strong. They are amazing at battle, amazing at studies. They are so kind and generous. I want to get them married to really, really good people. He started thinking, where will I get a nice group to get them married to? And he would wonder every day, I need 50 nice grooms to get my daughter married to. And one day, from a distance, came a sage. The sage's name was Saubhari. What was the sage's name? Saubhari. And this sage was very great. Do you know how powerful this sage was? He had been doing tapasya for around thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Not only one birth, for many, 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 many births. It was uncountable. Nobody knew how old he was. He would pray tapasya. One birth went by, he did not get up. Birth means what? Hundreds of years, children. And the second birth went by and he did not get up. Third birth went by, he did not get up. And when he prayed birth after birth after birth, he was blessed with superpowers, excellent superpowers. Can you believe what kind of superpowers he had? He could grow big. He could become small. He could change his form. He could turn mountains and mountains into gold. He could create anything he wanted with just a wink and a Just a minute, just by looking at it, he could make things into diamond rubies. He could do whatever he wanted. These powers are known as Siddhis. Wow, magnificent. But how did he live? He had long hair. He had become old because of praying and praying and praying and sitting and living for birth after birth after birth. He would wear a simple tattered dhoti. He would have only little food. He could actually make a castle for himself. But he said, what's the use of a castle? All I want to do is sit and pray to my Lord. And he would sit under the tree, sometimes near the river. And he would pray and pray and pray and pray. He would keep chanting in his heart. Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya 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 But there was a big problem. The problem was that 
Every time he would sit for prayers, many people would crowd around him. They wanted to touch his feet. They wanted to talk to him. They would keep disturbing his prayers. So every time he would sit down, suddenly somebody would poke him and say, Namaste, Namaste, sage, can you look at us? Oh my God, he could never be alone anymore because people knew about his powers. People knew he was so, so, so dynamic. He was so magical. He could do anything at his will. Yet he was living such a simple life. So people were so overwhelmed that they would always crowd him. And because of this, his tapasya got disturbed. His prayers got disturbed. And he said, I can't live on land anymore. I can't sit under the tree or next to the river and do my prayers. I have to go somewhere where there is nobody who disturbs me. In any which ways, I am so powerful. I have captured everything already. But where do I go and do my tapasya? I still want to do my tapasya in spite of the fact that I am the most powerful. And thinking like this, he went into the Yabuda River. Yes, underwater. He went into the Yabuda River and he sat down. He crossed his legs and started chanting. Again, he chanted and he chanted. And he got lost in his prayers with his eyes open. He could see everything around, but he was not diverted. His attention would not go away from the Lord. However, Lord said, The minute you think that you are the best, forget about the rest. That is not a good thing. And the saint said, I am the best. I have conquered everything. Nothing can defeat me. No, 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 no. I really like the sage. And what is not good for the sage? There is this big word, right? Ego. Ego is when? I am the best. Forget about the rest. No, no, no. This is my dear sage. I cannot let him fall. I cannot let him be destroyed by ego. So I have to help him. And you know what did God do? He turned himself into a fish. He turned himself into a mini small fish. And then he turned himself into many small fishes. And while the sage was looking, he started floating around in front of the sage. Then there came one more fish and those two fishes were the mummy fish and the papa fish and they had a small little house and they had so many little children and they would eat yummy yummy food and they would sing and dance. The fish in the Yamuna River. Now who was disturbing the sage? It was God because he did not want the sage to be egoistic. He wanted the ego to go. Now the sage looked at the fish and he said, Wow! They have such a good life. They have everything they need. And look at me. I am a sage sitting and doing tapasya. I also want to have a wife. I also want to have children. I want to have a big house. I want to have all the things I want. I want. I want. I want. (gasps) This sage who had done tapasya for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, birth after birth, who thought he has already conquered want, had given way to want. He was being greedy. He said, I want. And thinking like this, he got up. Just by looking at the fish and being in the company of the fish, he realized that he wanted. And when he got out, where did he go directly? We heard, right? He went to the king's palace. And he went to the king and he said, You have fifty daughters. I also want to get married. Can you give me one of your daughters in marriage, please? The king almost fell down from his throne. He said, 
Dear sage, he touched the feet of the sage. He looked at the sage. The sage was so old. His face was all wrinkled. His hair was all white. He was trembling. He could not even walk straight because he was so, so, so feeble and old. He said, Oh, sage. He did not want to say no directly because that's impolite, right? And the sage could get angry and curse him. So he thought and he said, Listen, sage, tomorrow you come. And if my daughter chooses to marry you, any of my daughter, if one of my daughter chooses to marry you, I will accept. But they have the right to choose. So please come tomorrow and let them decide. The sage looked at the king. He said, Okay. And he turned around and he was walking back. He said, See, who will choose me? I am so, so old. I am so, so thin. I have white hair. I am like 10 births old. Not only 10 years, 10,000 years. He's 10 births old. Ah, he suddenly remembered. I have so many magical powers. And he said, Yes. I can turn myself into a young, handsome man. He turned himself into a young man. He turned himself into a very, very young, handsome man. He decided to wear a gold crown and a golden dhoti. He got all the jewelry. He looked fabulous and great. Wow. Suddenly, he was not that old, tattered, wearing sage. He was looking like a great, young Businessman. And the next day, the sage, what was the name of the sage? Sabari, went to the palace. He was glowing. Why was he glowing? He was glowing because of his tapasya, not because of his looks, because his heart had done so much of prayers. Yes, he used his power to become young, but his glow was because of his prayers. And when he came in, not only one, all the 50 daughters, they said, no, we want to marry him. We want to marry him. We want to marry him. I want to marry him. I want to marry him. Oh, my God. The king said, stop. Stop. I will see who can get married to him. No, no, no. Me, I, me, me. Choose me, Papa. Choose me, Papa. Okay, okay, okay. Don't fight. Don't fight. I decide all of you can get married to him. So, the sage... Married how many daughters? All the 50 daughters of King Bandhata. He married all the 50 daughters. And now for the 50 daughters, he needed castles and places because they were princesses. You know how many palaces did he make? He made 50. No, he made 100. He made 150 palaces or more. And all the palaces were so fabulous. There were indoor pools and there were indoor restaurants and there were indoor ballrooms. Oh my God, they were glorious. They were jaded with diamonds and rubies. Wow, there were skies, such artificial, beautiful skies and stars inside the palace. There were water fountains, oh, beautiful flowers. Each palace was better than the other and all these palaces could fly at will. Sometimes they would live near the rivers. Sometimes they would take their entire kingdom and go at the hilltops. Sometimes they would go under the sea. Sometimes they would visit heavens and sometimes they would just float in the sky all the cutlery was made of gold the food was so yummy and awesome they could 
have anything that they wanted you know why because the sage had done a lot of tapasya and he had all the siddhis so he could get whatever he wanted and then he had children he had so many children and for the children he got so many things everything that they wanted was available with a magic click the minute they said i want this he said tathastu tathastu i want i want i want i want all around his palace all around his kingdom all his wives all the children and even the sage himself said i want this i want that i want this i want that and soon he had such magnificent things that when indra looked down from abravati he said oh my god my abravati is nothing in front of his palace when mandata the ruler of the entire world came he would think that my god his palaces are better than mine why because he had power because of his siddhis and one day this dear sage who had given all his life to prayers not one birth tens and tens of births to prayers sat down in a corner with his head in his had he was suddenly not happy anymore he had everything that he could get he had all the wealth in the world he had the biggest of palaces the finest of food the finest of clothes everything was happening as per his will yet he was sad he was sad and miserable he said what have i done to myself i was a sage all i cared for and all i ever wanted was god i was doing so much of tapasya i spent years and births and look what has happened to me how fallen how greedy have i become how did this happen to me oh because i kept wrong company i got influenced by the fish the fish influenced me in the wrong direction I got tempted because I saw what they have. Oh, what a miserable thing. We should never, ever, ever get influenced by wrong company. Wrong company does not only mean people. Wrong company could be a bad book or a bad television, serial or a bad game or a friend who could guide me in the wrong direction. Oh my God, what have I done? We should always be very, very, very careful of the company we keep. How could I forget this very rule? How could I get so arrogant that I am the best and see what has happened? I have become the worst greedy person in the world. Oh my God, this is not happening. I have to leave everything. I have to change. I want God. I don't want this. I don't want that. I want to pray again. Saying this. the sage got up and he decided to leave and when he left his wives 50 of them also came with him they all went they sat next to the yamuna and they crossed their legs and they started praying again the sage said my god my dear lord how could i forget you why could i get why did i get so influenced with words I what does not good forgive me god forgive me i have learned my lesson we should never be arrogant we should never say that we are the best forget about the rest we should always be humble oh my god and we should always keep good company 
I have learned my lesson. Please help me. Please help me in my prayers. Please. And he sat down and he started chanting. Oh. Oh. And along with him, his wives also started chanting. When they all started chanting, magic happened. Suddenly, they all became divine. The sage became divine because he chose God again. He left his wards, he left his ego and his wives joined him because of the company of the sage. These wives also became divine because you become what you think of. You are but what the company is. You become as your company is, right? You get influenced by your company. So these wives got influenced by the sage and they all became divine again. They all went up to Vaikundham and lived there happily with God. Such was the story of this great sage. Dear children, today we have had a story marathon. Story marathon of the great, 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 great grandfathers of Sri Ram. Each story has a deep moral. Now, take off the morals and let me know what are the morals of the story. Let me help you a little bit. From the first story of Ikshwaku, I learned that if a sage tells you about God, you can get liberated. See, Ikshwaku left everything and he wanted to go to Vaikundham, right? Second, from Vikukshi, I learned that even if you make a mistake, you can correct it and come back. There is no harm in making a mistake if you are willing to correct it. Plus, I learned a very important lesson. Whenever I want to offer something to God, I should not eat before I offer it. From the third story, the story of Indravaha, I learned that we have to control our senses. We have to use our mouth to say the right thing. We have to use our ears to hear the right thing. We have to use our eyes to see the right thing. We have to use our heart to love everybody else. If my senses are in my control, I can do anything. Not only this, from the story of Dhumrabara, I learned that in those days, they could go to heaven and come back. They were so pure and so light. Without ego, you become light, right? So you, they could just go and come back. They were so strong. Wow. Amazing family of Sri Ram. And the last story, which was a little longer, I learned that we have to be very careful. We should always keep the right company because wrong company can take us into the wrong direction. And good company can make me good. These are some of the morals, but I'm sure you can think of many, 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 many more. Now close your eyes, join your hands, and chat with me. Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya